Welcome back to The Real News Network. I'm Paul Jay. This is Reality Asserts Itself. We're continuing our series of interviews with Bob Poland on a green economy and how to get there. Thanks for joining us, Bob. So one more time, Bob is a distinguished professor and co-founder of the Perry Institute at the University of Massachusetts Amherst and author of Global Green Growth, which is a big report he did with the United Nations on how to get to a green economy. Um, so we're, I can't remember the number, but we're several parts into this series. And if you watch the rest of it, you'll, you'll get the lead up. But we're talking now about the politics of achieving some public policy, some laws that will limit climate change and carbon emission. Um, I mean, well, President Obama, by executive order, has done something in terms of restricting uh, coal over the next few years. But we're in Baltimore, and you go down to the port of Baltimore, and you can see piles of coal as far as the eye can see, because you know whether or not coal uh, uh, production and emission goes down a bit in the United States, there's no limits on how much can be exported. So does it actually change anything? It, it seems, seems not. Um, it seems that so much of the legislation is kind of superficial. It's to present that we're doing something. But when you dig into it, the substance isn't there, and certainly not enough substance to deal with the urgency of this. So how does, I mean, kind of give your take on the politics, and how does that change? Well, again, I think that the, the things that the Obama administration has done, and it's not just President Barack Obama, but it's the administration. They're real. I, I wouldn't say they're hey, You're saying it's not nothing, but it ain't nearly enough. Well, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's fair to say it's superficial. I think there have been some major uh, achievements in terms of uh, building a green economy, uh, as I mentioned in a couple sessions ago. I mean, just the uh, raising the uh, fuel efficiency standards and doubling fuel efficiency on cars, that's what happens, has to happen throughout the whole economy. The whole economy has to become twice as efficient. So. They're good things, but as we've also talked about, they're not close to being where we have to be. And uh, so the and, and and the way, given the last election, the way politics is going, you're unlikely to see uh, some great big climate change effort in, at the national level. Uh, Hillary Clinton barely ever talks about it. Frankly, President Obama barely talks about it, and the Republicans, most of them, don't even against seem, it. No, well, they the, talk about it. Well, they don't seem to think climate change actually is real. I mean, the, well, I think they, the polling I think I've seen most. Their phrasing now is, "I'm not a climate scientist, so what do I know?" Right. Uh, well, that that would be true on anything. They're <laughs> not. They're also not economists. What do they know about budgets? Right. So, uh, but. The point is, and I'm also not a climate scientist, I'm just not willing to play Russian roulette and say, oh, 98, 99% of climate scientists don't know what they're talking about. It could be true. Right. It could be true. I'm just not willing to bet the fate of the earth on it being so. So, so if at the national level, it doesn't look like, certainly in the time frame needed, and you look at you know whoever's going to be president, unless there's some amazing you know change of politics, which is not very unlikely. The next four years, the next eight years, we're not going to see much change than what we saw in the last eight years. In fact, it may be worse than the last eight years. Um, at the national level, it looks quite paralyzed. Um, but at the level of cities, at the level of some states, we are seeing some initiatives. There are some possibilities of of of. of so breakthrough. So when you apply your modeling to a mm -hmm. state and a city, mm -hmm. what's that look like? It looks, it's, it's equally important, maybe even more important. If we think about uh, retrofitting buildings uh, to make them more energy efficient, 
every building should be made more energy efficient. And you can use, you can start with municipalities. What about uh, school systems? What about all the public schools? They should just be made more energy efficient now. Uh, and, and this can be done. Uh, a, the technology is very straightforward. B, it's going to create a lot of jobs, especially for construction workers. Uh, C, uh, it, it pays for itself uh, after two, three years, maybe four years. So part of the politics of this is, is that, you know, you, you get some kind of green rhetoric out of some of the unions, but with a few exceptions, not very loud. I mean, it's interesting in South Africa, the Metal Workers Union is right. It's actually in the leadership of calling for re reducing carbon emissions and for climate change policy. But you don't see that kind of militancy from any of the big unions here. Well, the nurses' union, Other than one nurses, exception, yeah. Uh, yeah. which are militant around a lot of things. But no, generally speaking, the, the uh, union movement is split. Why? Because it, it, they don't really believe they're going to be jobs. Uh, and they know, for example, the Keystone Pipeline will create jobs. Okay, maybe it's 300 jobs, but those are jobs, and we know they're going to happen. When we hear that uh, the green economy is going to create a lot of jobs, they say, oh, that's just a bunch of talk from professors who already have a job and already are doing just fine. And I, I, I really appreciate that. I, I really understand where that's coming from. But when we're talking about building the green economy, uh, it's real. The numbers of job creation are in the millions as opposed to the Keystone Pipeline when we're talking about maybe hundreds of permanent jobs. And so, it's, you know, there's some really simple things that are easy to understand, like uh, uh, municipalities deciding to retrofit all their existing buildings to bring their standard of efficiency up 30, 40 percent. How do you pay for it? The Federal Reserve could lend the municipalities money. It's actually uh, within the, the, the laws of the Federal, the Federal Reserve Act, Article 15, allows the Federal Reserve to lend money to municipalities. We, I talked about this on a previous Real News interview. Uh, use that mechanism to enable the municipalities to finance retrofitting all their buildings. But then you're back at trying to get something done at the national level, which right now seems kind of paralyzed. What could cities and states do if they can't get the feds to do much they of anything? Can, they can borrow the money on their own uh, and retrofit the buildings. And they would create a lot of jobs in all of their communities. I mean, they would, they would create jobs for construction workers. Now, another thing that they can do without spending any money, they put out a pro procurement bids for companies like my company, as we've talked yeah, about. Yeah, we forgot to mention, Bob yeah. has a company, yeah. I should have put that in the introduction, yes. called Pear, and they do retrofitting yes. and clean energy sales, and so he, yeah. everything he's saying, you actually do make a little money out of this happens, right? So. Yeah, I've made a little money, let's yeah, not exaggerate it. Okay, but I've talked to uh, I've talked to mayors of smaller cities about this idea. Uh, let let my company put in a solar uh, installations in all your schools. You don't have to put, you don't have to put up any money, zero, and your energy bill is going to go down. Why not let me do it? And, uh, and you make money because the, I make you, money. You get the the efficiency saving goes to you and a certain profit, and then. The efficiency saving and the saving from selling the electricity, the solar electricity that Back they have on the their grid, roof. Right. Yeah. And so they don't lose any money at all. Uh, and they don't have to finance anything. But they do have to take the initiative uh, to, 
to accept this. It doesn't have to be my company. Well, it seems obviously. a no-brainer. So yeah, it should be. Uh, there's just such massive inertia. I mean, you know, of course, this is a new idea. Some some organizations are doing it. I mean, one of the things my company is doing now is installing solar installations in churches and synagogues in the Washington D.C. area. So nonprofit organizations can do this too. And they're not going to they're, they're not going to have to pay more for their electricity than they pay now. Uh, they are going to we're going to have to work out the financing of putting the stuff in, right. but then after that, they save money. Okay, the other side of renewables and energy efficiency, that's one side. The other side is reducing carbon emissions, actually getting to zero fossil fuel use. Yeah. And there's a big debate how to get there. Um, the, the, the debate seems to come down to two big schools. Do you do it through regulation and cap and just say, okay, you know, over this next 20 years, your amount you can use is simply capped and the cap gets lower and lower and lower until you're zero. And if you don't follow it, you go to jail versus some market mechanism. So where are you on that? Well, first of all, let's just say that there's no getting around that the fossil fuel industry is going to have to f experience a massive hit. So in terms of the real politics of this, that's the biggest thing holding everything up. You're saying to oil companies, oh, by the way, your market is going to go down by 40%. How do you like that? I don't think they're going to, they don't like it very much. So that's the, the, there's simply no way around that one. There is simply no technical fix for that. And it's not just the, it's not like the fossil fuel companies are a different world than Wall Street. They're all interpenetrated. So you're really taking on banking and fossil fuels. Yeah, but I mean, banking, I mean, the banks could be lending money to companies like mine or to other uh, green energy companies. But fossil, I mean, they have trillions of dollars invested in fossil fuels. And to get it out of the ground, they often use Wall Street money uh, to build sure. the infrastructure sure. for the refineries and, and everything and else. we're so. saying that this is going to be extinct over the next 50, 60 years. Uh, obviously, they don't like that story. Now, if they were smart, they would recognize what's going to happen and they would, they would start their transition. I mean, you know, what's going to happen to landline telephone companies? They're also going to be extinct. They're, they're, this is the path and cable television. Yeah, all these things are on their way out, and this is what happens. The same thing is going to have to happen with the fossil fuel industry, and this is the massive political fight, and no matter what clever things we think of, there's no way to get around the fact that the fossil fuel industry is going to have to go down. So then you get, for the people that agree with you, where is this fight going to be waged? And it seems to me right now it's, it's practically impossible nationally. But at state and certainly city levels, you could have, you know, sort of either uh, elections, uh, progressive fronts, broad fronts, whatever, mm -hmm. who agree on this that actually take over cities and states. But yeah. uh, in fact, I don't actually see what the alternative to well, that is. Well, okay, so California has a carbon cap now, the 3% a year reduction in, in carbon emissions per and year. And what, what's specific about California? Why was that able to get passed in California when you don't see much like it anywhere else? Well, California has more of a tradition. I mean, start. I mean, the, the governor Jerry Brown now was the governor 30 years ago, 40 years ago, uh, and he was laughed at. You know, he was some kind of kook. The governor Moonbeam that he was committed around environmental issues. Now I know there's criticisms of Brown, many of them very, very legitimate. But Brown was capturing the the culture in California that was pro-environmental and has been sustained. 
And that's part of the main, obviously, he's, been, he's just got elected, re-elected governor with, what, 60%? That's part of mainstream politics now, accepting the fact that we have to have an environmental uh, set of regulations. And those caps in California, are they sufficient? If they actually get in, if they, if they are maintained, 3% per year uh, will get you to where you need to get to. If that was, you know, enacted throughout the whole country. Uh, that, you know, 3% per year for the utilities, 50% uh, cut in uh, um, fuel efficiency or in, in, increase in efficiency for cars. Those are exactly the kinds of things that we need that can get to the standard that we and need. Does to California use much coal? Well, they're, yes, they are now, but they're going to be using less coal. And this is part of the 3% cap. Yeah. And it's not a trade thing. They can't No, it is a trade. It is a trade thing. Yes. Now the, well, that's, that's the thing, is yeah. that the, the, the trade part, and I assume most people watching this know, but if you don't, the idea is that you can, you can kind of buy one way or the other the right to emit more because you're going to plant some trees in Brazil or something. And generally speaking, that's seen as one, a kind of boondoggle because the trees either don't get planted or they would have anyway. And or two, it's a way to financialize this whole thing. Uh, so in the next segment of our interview, we're going to talk about, you know, is cap and trade and the various solutions that are in place actually just ways to make money? Not that if it was effective, then fine, let them make money and be effective. But the question is, is it actually just smoke and mirrors to make money and not effective? So join us for the continuation of our series with Bob Poland on Reality Asserts Itself on the Real News Network.